right. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. My name is Albanay of Dis- Lion Discussions. Nicole, please focus. Uh, we're back again. You know, we're starting the year off right. Uh, we've been trying to get it started with people just, they get married and people get schedules with they work and they act like they don't have time for the podcast, but you know what's all good, you know? You know what's all good. But we're back again with my girl Alyssa of the Sanctify brand. We thought she would be great for this topic. We have some topics in our bucket, but we try to get the right people. <laughs> Thank you, Ricky. Focus. We try to get the right people for the right topics, and we thought that she would be great for this topic. Um, so we're going to get started in just a moment, but as y'all know, we like to start with prayer and end with prayer. So I'm going to go ahead and ask Sister Ayana, yes, to go ahead and open us up with prayer on this evening. Mm. Glory. Yes. Father, we thank you. We give you glory, Lord, for allowing us to see this day. God, we ask that you would bless this podcast, Lord, bless this discussion. Let somebody be uh, help someone be edified by the things that we say. We give you all glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Beautiful. All right. So as y'all know, y'all, please like, comment, and share, and subscribe. We do have a YouTube channel. It seems like most of our viewers do come from Facebook, um, which is quite all right. Um, And a lot of y'all go back like days later and like watch it through and comment throughout, but that's fine too. Uh, We appreciate all the views. Um, So tonight's topic is going to be secure in your singleness. And I'm sure as y'all know, um, Lindsay's coming as well. She just went a little late. I'm sure as y'all know that um, a lot of the ladies here are, I think it's like half and half tonight. No. Um, a couple of us are married, a couple of us are not. So I don't, I do want people to understand that this is not, nobody's saying that they don't want to be married or whatever, but I'm sure you're going to see during the conversation why we chose to go with this topic. Um, topic came from me because I, <laughs> I am, uh, I guess, single, dating, whatever you want to call it. But a lot of times the beauty of singleness is sometimes overlooked. A lot of people just want to rush and get married. I'm just like, okay, you know, sis, brother, there's a lot you can do while you are single. Um, so we want to bring that topic into light. Um, some of us are newly married. Some of us have been married for eight, nine years or, or what have you, have children and what have you. So we thought that we could bring it all together with different topics or different opinions rather on the topic and so forth. So the first question that we have tonight is, is there beauty in singleness? So I'm going to let y'all go ahead and start. Whoever wants to speak first. Speak now and don't hold your peace. Just go ahead and jump in there. Yes, I'll jump out there. Yes, <laughs> there is beauty in singleness. Um, I, as she stated, some of us are married. I've been married for nine years, actually. Um, and there's beauty in singleness. Um, I guess I should say there's as much beauty in singleness as there is in marriage. Um and I think, like you forestated, sometimes we kind of put one above the other. And mm-hmm. the reality is, is whatever space you're in, um, I believe the scripture says, uh, Paul, I believe, I know how to be abased and I know how to abound and all of that. It's it's all about contentment. So whichever space you're in, just relishing in the beauty of it. And I think sometimes that is why the discussion gets so sticky is because I think, um, (laughs) that's the best word I could come up with. So sticky is because some people aren't comfortable with themselves in general. So then when it comes to marriage, it's like, well, I have to have something else to validate who I am in God. So it becomes like this, well, I'm not um, where I'm supposed to be until I'm somebody's wife. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah, I agree. There's also, I do agree that there is beauty in singleness. Um, you get to know yourself uh, for who you are um, outside of having a companion around or a friend or whatever. Um, and I think that helps you with like self-awareness of like what you want out of life, um, and not necessarily just a companionship, but career or anything else that you might be having as a goal or chasing after. Um, and I think once you, as the topic says, are truly securing your singleness, um, you make it even easier to then welcome a mate in. Um, because when you feel that you need a mate to be secure, then you have it all wrong and backwards anyway. Um, you're not helping yourself. So yeah, there definitely is beauty in it. Um, I don't have too much to say. Um, I would say it's definitely, you know, beauty and singleness. Um, I think that's the time, piggybacking off from the jewel, that's the time that you um, have time and space to really evaluate yourself, to work on yourself, um, figure out really truly who you are. Um, even though, you know, it's kind of a daily thing, you know, you're different in your 20s than you are in your 30s. So it's kind of a daily thing, but learning truly who you are, um, what you want out of life, what you want out of a partner, um, and taking the time and opportunity to most importantly work on yourself um, naturally and spiritually. So, yeah. I was trying to share this to my story, but absolutely, I agree with everything that everyone said. And I like how Alyssa brought a description that we were actually talking about last night about learning how to be content in whatever state that you were in. I think that's a great scripture to put with what we're talking about. But y'all know I'm an advocate for someone who was building, and I was looking at our questions and our prompts because I didn't want to jump ahead, but I'm an advocate for building in that single state. Um, and I also feel like now that I'm 30 years old, I'm not the same person. I'm not even the same person I was two years ago. Um, I am not the same person that I was when I was 23, 24. So I think growing and learning who you are um, is something that a lot of times we don't focus on or we, we don't realize that it's something that you can do and you can enjoy doing it. Um, you can travel because when you have two and three kids, you can't just be like, oh, I'm going here. Oh, no, you're not. You have three kids. So let's figure out who's going to watch you know, the child or who's going to do this or who's going to do that. So I think a lot of times those things are not thought about um, when it comes to being in your singleness. So there's a lot that you can do in your singleness, even for ministry. Um, you can't just jump and go where you want when you're married and you have kids. You got to run that by the wife or the husband and do different things like that. So I think it's so much that is kind of um, overlooked um, when it comes to that, which I guess leads me into this next question, I guess we'll just jump right into that. Um, <laughs> Well, no, let's do this one first, because I feel like this next one we might be talking with, on for a while. So the next one says here, um, what are some of the challenges that are often presented while in the state, in the single state? Um, <laughs> I think a lot of the challenge, well, so, it's probably half and half, but I think one half of the challenges is outside voices. Um, people are always trying to figure out when you're going to get married, um, if you're dating someone, if you're not dating someone, when you're going to find a man. Um, and people don't realize um, that can be very harming to people because when you keep asking these questions, you, and if it's depending on the person, you can literally be pushing them into the wrong relationship because they feel like, well, I keep being asked this, so maybe I do need to be with somebody. 
Um, I keep being asked, so maybe I do need to find somebody, or maybe I do need to hurry up and pressure so-and-so to marry me if they're already dating or whatever. And it could be detrimental to them. Um, I've seen it happen before. Um, and I think that could be one of the biggest struggles if you don't know how to turn off those outside voices and focus on what you need to do and what God wants for your life. Because, you know, as human beings, sometimes we want to make our decisions on our own, not following his path at all. And then we end up looking silly. So I think that's one of the problems. I'm not going to say too much because you guys might have an answer, but yeah. So I'm going to come in on the other side of the spectrum because I actually got married fairly young. Um, So I got married, I think, three weeks after I turned 24. So I was a fresh 24-year-old. And so clearly, that's been a while ago. I know y'all heard me say I've been married for nine years. Um, The dating scene is a little different than when I was dating. Um, And I had a very unicorn situation um, as far as when it comes to the whole dating thing. Um, So I think for me, I'll speak on, and it's probably going to cause a wonderful conversation to happen. Um, One of the challenges that I faced was growing up in the church, we get a lot of like um, Najoli said, is you get a lot of conversation about like outside voices about when are you going to date? When are you going to date? When are you going to date? But there's a lot of also don't do this, don't do this, don't do that kind of thing. Um, But for me, I actually met my husband when I was 17. So I feel like one of the challenges that's presented, especially in the church, is what to do when you do find your husband young. So I think that is a conversation that's a challenge because I had, y'all would be surprised. Um, and I mean, look, it, whoever sees this, if the shoe fits, pop that sucker on. That's how I feel. Um, <laughs> but there were plenty of people who told me that Kendall wasn't my husband be, simply because of my age. Um, it was, no, you're just young. There's no way that he's your husband, you know, take your time, blah, blah, blah. But getting married to him at 24 was one of the best decisions of my life. Um, it transitioned me into so many seasons, so many things. It was amazing. So that's one of the things that I think is presented um, in your single stages. Those outside voices, one, asking you when you're going to get married. And then if you do find somebody young, is oh, you're not ready you're not ready. You can't possibly be ready. And that's not going to, it's not going to last. Uh, I still have people that are like taken back when I'm like, yo, we've been married for nine years. And like nine years already. Yeah. Nine years. So uh, yeah, that's definitely uh, one of the challenges that I would say from my standpoint is what to do when it, when you are in the right relationship, because we have enough conversation about how to run, but we don't have many conversations about how to stay. I'm gonna let somebody else. <laughs> I don't know, Alyssa. I know you like to preach, so I don't know if you went the second part of discernment or what. And I know Najol, she thought she was burning a little bit when you were talking, so I didn't know if she was following up. <laughs> okay, so I didn't know. You know, I'm trying to let y'all get the. There was no offerings, but I didn't know if y'all wanted. <laughs> I think I said enough. That 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 piece right there. How to 
it needs to be taught how to stay, not necessarily how to abstain from relationships. Because if you're if we're teaching young people to live before God and honor God and all of that, how many people did God use in the Bible that were so young? Um, so that's a conversation. What to do when you're in the right relationship? That is your husband. That is your wife. How are you supposed to handle yourself in that? Um, and still honor God throughout that. I'm done for real. I think that's good. I think that's so good. I think it's the transition. Like y'all heard me say this before is they teach you not to let's not have sex before marriage. And then you get married and they like swing from the chandeliers. It's like, there's no transition plan. And I feel like they need, a, we need to teach young people or people in their signalness more how to transition into that. Like if you find someone young, like what do you do? How do you sustain? How do you grow through the different seasons? Um, how do you prepare yourself? Different things like that. Instead of just saying, wait and either be content or, you know, and not right now, hold on. Like we have to give people applicable methods while they're waiting, stuff to do while they're waiting, what to work on while they're waiting. Instead of just saying, don't do this, wait for this, pray for this. We need to equip people more to what to do while they're waiting and praying. Um, and I think you hit the nail on the head when it's like, I was 23 when I got married and I am old now. Um, <laughs> this is year nine and I definitely am not that person that I was when I got married. And I think that there are a lot of things that I wish people would have said or taught or did when I was that age. And I think that the challenge is to quiet the noise, quiet the outside noise, because everything that works for me may not work for you. You know what I mean? And then even when you get, because I feel like you once you get married, everybody like, oh, when you having kids? Like, ma'am, I just got married yesterday. Let me enjoy this season. You know, let me enjoy going to convocation. Yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, let's, yes. like, let's have some fun. Um, and I think that quieting the noise is the number one thing because everybody will have something to say. Like, oh, we did this and we did that. But you have to know that that's not you too. Um, so I guess my number one thing would be, the challenge is not listening to what everybody says and not looking on everybody thinking that that's where you have to be. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think that's the greatest thing. Yeah. I mean, yep, yeah, pretty much said everything that I would have said. I would say um, another one of the challenges is, um, while being in your single state is sometimes you can be single for so long to where you, I guess, kind of hearten yourself. So, you know, you hearten your heart, you hearten your heart, your mind um, to specific things. So if someone does come along that may not have all of those specific things, you tend to maybe look away or whatever the situation may be. Um, but other than that, y'all have pretty much said everything I would have said. So I was just going to add and say, um, another challenge could be like the internal struggle because you could be in a different situation where people are like, oh no, you'll find someone soon or whatever like that. So people are doing the opposite of like forcing you, but you in your mind are like, man, like all oh, my friends will be married, you know, or whatever like that. I'm getting older, especially with us women. I want kids and we all know like 
sometimes after a certain age that just, you know, it's risky. Um, and I think people don't focus on that either. Um, you don't really necessarily know unless someone opens up to you, but that could be an issue too. Just what you are saying to yourself in your own mind um, to discourage your own self and tear your own self down because you feel like you should be a certain place in your life. Like one of you said, I don't remember who, um, and you're not. So that that's my last comment. Yeah, all good stuff. Uh, I was just thinking on, who just said it? One of y'all, Najoa, I think, getting old, y'all. Um, about the, and I, I'll be transparent and put myself out there about the looking at my other friends and seeing this. These girls up here, I mean, listen, I love you too. You know, but these ladies up here, they're my closest girls. They're like my sisters and two of them are married. So it can be, it can be really easy to be like, oh, when am I going to get, you have to, you have to check that at the door. Um, and you have to be like, you know, your time's going to come or whatever. And you have to focus on back to what Alyssa said. You have to learn how to be content in the state that you are in. That's it. I'd be lying. I'd be like, oh, it doesn't get hard sometimes or it, it yada, 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 because I'm human, you know, but you have to focus on your situation and where you are right then and there, because what's for you is going to be for you at that time and place. I just told somebody a situation about in the natural. It'll happen, but it's going to happen in due time. Every time we want something, it doesn't happen when we want it to, you know, God gives us our every need, not our every want. So you want something right now and it's not going to happen when you want it, but it will happen when the time is right. And that's the same thing, you know, for other things go ahead somebody no and again just seek you first the kingdom of god like that's our number one goal if we're doing that god will give us everything that we want and that we're looking for in his timing because sometimes we can be fast not (laughs) in an way we we can be fast um end up in a situation that is ahead of god's timing and then we wonder why things don't work out um, the way that they're supposed to, because we were a little bit fast. So sometimes, you know, well, all the time, um, it's just seeking first the kingdom of God. Everything will come into place in God's divine timing. So that's it. Y'all talking real good, and I'm not trying to talk all along because we got other questions, but that is something as well. I remember, Alyssa, this is why we wanted to bring you back, but I remember when we were talking about the, we were talking about the business podcast, but you was bringing a whole bunch of other stuff in there, and you were talking about how we don't deal with faith correctly. It's the same thing as other scriptures. We'll, oh, we need to seek you first, but are you really seeking? You seek something, you're looking for something, and you're going after it. Are you really going after Christ first? Are you really going after the kingdom first? Because at that point is when other things will be added unto you. I tell young people all the time, when I was looking for jobs and stuff, I didn't take jobs that would take me out of church. And if it did, it was only for a season. So because Christ is first and you can't be like, and that, my girls already know. I'm like, God don't understand how you can be on time for work and you never were on time for church. He don't, he don't get that. He don't, he don't understand. So I'm here to tell you he don't get that. He don't get stuff like that. So you can't expect God to bless you, but then you can't bless the house. You can't expect a raise, but then you still giving $5. 15 when we went to Texas Roadhouse the other Sunday, so I'm, 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 I don't understand. You bought them Jordans. They was what? 160? So God don't really understand. And they be like, oh, he, no, he, he don't. I'm here to tell you he don't. And I'm not trying to speak for Christ, but we have to, you know, we have to be logical. So like Ayana just said, are you really seeking? So the more we, I'll never forget when the Joe's now mother-in-law, and I told her, I was like, you don't realize how much that stuck with me. God, that was like seven years ago. She was like, when her mother-in-law, she was like, when her husband came along, she was so busy working for the kingdom that when he came, she was just like, she wasn't even looking or seeking because she was that busy in the church. And that's kind of the same 
same mindset we have to be in. All right, so that's that. Did y'all have anything else to say on that one? Because y'all are preaching. No? Okay, so Alyssa kind of was going into, you know, she said she probably was going to get some feedback or a heavy conversation, which she will, which is why I skipped that specific question and went to this one, to that one. And now we're going to this next one. So it says, does a church really prepare us for navigating the single life? <laughs> so I feel like Alyssa's going to go first on this one. So y'all just go ahead and let her go. I'm, I'm going to go first. I'm going <laughs> to go first to this one. Um, to an extent, no. Um, and I think the reality of it is, is that I think we touched on this in the last podcast that some, we're going to say some, cause I'm not going to say we, cause I ain't, mm, some believers have made it so that marriage is like the pinnacle of life. And because that is the pinnacle of life, it makes singleness like garbage. I mean, that that's really what it almost seems like. No, if you're married, oh, we know you're good. But if you're single, then, you know, there's there's something else that you need to work on. You know, there's something about you that's not right. It's, it becomes this weird conversation that has nothing to do with nothing. Like, in, correct, incorrect grammar intended. It has nothing to do with nothing. Like, that is not the case. So I don't think that taking the time to teach singles about the reality of it, like, Lindsay said that transition between like stay away, don't touch, don't do this, da da da, to swing off the chandeliers. Uh, hello, what is happening here? Because I'm not understanding. I'm really not understanding. And then you got to be like smiling and grinning when you first get married. Like, yeah, <laughs> it's so awkward though. Like, it is the most awkward thing ever. But I think it's because they don't really the church as a whole doesn't usually navigate help us navigate through that single life at whatever stage and i think a part of that is coming to terms with the fact and starting to use the word sex like it is it, sex like it's sex guys um it's not a dirty word um it's actually a gift from god but sometimes we don't, it's not taught in the church like it's a gift from god like that's not worship praise him like so I think because it's not just like, hey, it, it's a thing when you when you're single, it's kind of like, no, stay away. Don't touch. Don't look. Don't. Which, again, abstain by all means. Absolutely abstain. Um, and then we throw on too. I'm going to get in trouble again. We throw around this whole celibacy, celibacy thing. And I'm like, by definition, celibacy means I'm not even looking towards marriage. So it's the incorrect term. Anyway, when we use it, because <laughs> I'm like, let, let's go to the dictionary definition of it. That means that you ain't even think about marriage. So when you saying celibate, are you really celibate or are you abstaining? It, that's two different things. Um, but the church does a lot of like interchanging words. So then we're not really comfortable in being who we are in God and understanding again, like I said, that main thing like sex is a gift from God. The best the best illustration I heard, and I try to teach all the young people that I know, anyone that's single in general, is um, I think it was Pastor Mike Todd. He's described sex as fire. And fire in containment is a good thing because you put fire in a fireplace, it, it keeps you warm. Fire on the stove, it cooks your food. Um, but if I would just were to light a match and throw it on the floor, 
not a whole house is consumed. And he's like, sex outside of marriage is that. So if we would teach singles to confine the fire, we'd be okay. Like that would help them navigate the single life so much easier, but it wouldn't be like trying to tell them there is no fire because that would help the transition from when I'm going to single life to married life. No, the fire was there. It, it was proper, but God has just given me the green light to unleash it. <laughs> but I think that's the conversation. Like, no, we don't. And if we just would talk about sex, like it's, it's not dirty. Like it's sex. Yeah. Like just say that. <laughs> I absolutely love that illustration because I think, as you said, that's a big part of the problem. Like we act like because people are single that they don't have that desire until they say I do. No, people will be having that desire. People will be fighting all type of demons and spirits because of it. Like anything, it's not everyone's story, but it's different from person to person. And we have to be realistic about that. Like I am burning. What do I do to settle that fire? that I'm trying to spread everywhere and consume the house. Like, let's be realistic. It happens, you know? And how quickly it spreads, too. That's exactly. the thing. Like, if you're not admitting that you have a fire, that matches on the floor and says it, you're burning. Happen? Like, it is burning up everything in its sight. Stuff you didn't even mean for it to touch. Like, I can't even watch a movie now. You know what I mean? Like, but being honest about that. Like, bro, I can't watch romantic comedy. You know, some it's, it's some of those boundaries that we need to be serious about what you can and cannot handle and being honest about what that feels like what is that yeah i think sometimes the church tends to ignore that that even exists and as i think Lindsay said it's just oh don't do it don't do it don't do it it's like okay <laughs> what if i'm being pulled further to do it than i'm being pulled to not do it then what i mean it's very realistic um i don't it, sometimes it feels like, oh, because we're in church. Yeah, we have those desires, but it's a little watered down. No, it can be just as bad as those that are not in church. Um, and I think when that mindset is shifted, then it's like, okay, we got to have a different approach or break it down this way or whatever like that. But to answer the question, I mean, I think a better job could be done. Like a much, much better job could be done. Because, I mean, I thank God for my parents and my upbringing, but let's say... I ignored the upbringing. I decided to be out there. I can't really say that I had something to tell me like, hey, actually, you should do this because or, you know, explanation or whatever. So it's unfortunate. But yeah, I think a better job needs to be done. I definitely agree with everything that was said. I feel like somebody took that deep breath. Go ahead, Ayana. Was that you? Was that you? <laughs> oh, no, I was real. <laughs> I was gonna be real quick. Um, piggybacking off of what Alyssa said, I feel like the does the church prepare us? Not really, um, not really at all. Um, but I feel like you know the way that all of us were brought up is like the church kind of put you know certain rules in place or preventative measures um, to try to keep us away from sin. Like, don't go to the movies. Don't go, you know, to this place, that place. Um, to try to keep us away from sin. And the reality is, is maybe that worked for back then, but we're in 2022 now, like me going to the movies is not going to do anything. Like we have a cell phone, anything that we want is in the palm of our hands. So it's like, we just have to, 
you know, kind of bring it into the, the, the current year that we're in now and realize that the only thing that you can really do is pray for the youth, um, you know, in regards to, you know, that they can remain focused um, in their singleness. But I feel like they put a lot of preventative measures in to try to, you know, keep us out of places that, you know, maybe looks like sin or where sin is supposed to be, but it doesn't really work like that. But Lindsay, you can go ahead. No, I just, I agree. Um, I agree with everything everybody said. I'm going to put this pin in it only because I know everything that is said against me can be used and will be used against me in a court of law. I'm not attacking the church. I am not attacking that things are not taught. I'm just saying that even on our jobs, we have personal evaluations. Every year we have an evaluation. And first they ask you to do a self-evaluation to see if you know where you stand to rate yourself. So I'm only saying that there are places in which that we can come up. And I agree with that. Like even now I'll be sitting, I'm like, oh, don't say sex. Y'all, that's a bad word. Girl, I'm grown with three kids. Pay my own bills. <laughs> I got a whole husband. And you still be like, oh, wow. Like, you know, that connotation still follows you. Is And I mean, I feel like Alyssa preached that message. She could have walked it. Um, that's what it is. Like, you got to tell and teach people and what to do. We can't just say, don't do it. I promise you, I have kids now. And if you tell don't do it, they're going to ask you 50 questions on why they shouldn't do it. Like, mommy, did you say I can't do this? Why I can't do it? You're going to go somewhere bad. Where the bad place at? Is it really that bad? Like, they're going to ask these questions. And I think that I've said this before that my previous pastor said this is the hardest generation that he has had to pastor is because we ask questions. Like, back in the day, they used to do, they did stuff just because they said do it. I'm not knocking it, but blind obedience and not knowing why you did something to me at a greater disadvantage because I can't tell the next person why or how to get over. And the Bible definitely tells us be ready to give an answer to every man. And I believe that we have to do better with that. We have to prepare navigating the single life because I just had this conversation last week relationship is just not relationship with husband and wife. It's relationship with people in the church. It's relationships with the deacon board, the mother board, the head people in the kitchen. When we educate each other on how relationships should work, it wouldn't be so hard and we wouldn't see the divorce rate so much. People are not educated and they go into it thinking that it's going to be something else. And that's why people bow out gracefully. But if we were educated on true relationship, even friendship in the church, because I had this conversation with somebody and I was like, why is your expectation of something from me? And this is just friendship. But you can't, you're not giving me this as a friend. Because we're not teaching people how to love people in the friendship level. And if we educate each other, a relationship wouldn't be hard because you would do it to your sister. You said love thy neighbor as thyself. And if you if we are educated on just the elementary components of love and in relationship in single life, marriage wouldn't be so hard and we wouldn't be so stuck. You ever feel like you stuck in Monopoly and you just like don't pay? You, they send you to jail. You don't get two hundred dollars. That's how we're equipping people. We have to equip people with, hey, yes, you are single, but every season 
you're it's for something it's for a reason every season you're supposed to gain something whether it's working on you building up the kingdom don't nobody want to come to the table i mean and i feel like i may be taking this conversation left nobody wants to come to a table and you don't have no bacon you're not bringing nothing to the table you don't have no chairs you just come sit at the table everybody should come to the table with something so if you're working on metaphorically slaughtering your pig to get your bacon or working on that that bacon so that when you get to the table you got chairs to sit at and you have bacon that's the key and that's the goal in your single life is to learn everything about what you're supposed to do in that relationship and educating yourself that when you come to that next level you can work on together because you're not too busy working on the stuff that you should have worked on while you were single and be so hard child you talking about i'm preaching you just said a whole mouthful <laughs> with that um and i wanted to piggyback off of something that you said bring uh talking about what you bring to the table i'll never forget um this older lady told me when i was probably like 15 she said when you come to marriage you better bring more to the table than your appetite and i was like ma'am of course at 15 i didn't quite understand what that meant but it stuck with me over the years. And I'm like, okay, wait. So I have to do something. I say the craziest thing, and I'll say this. Um, and I do hope, I don't know if the next question is giving solutions, but I do have some solutions to navigating the single life because I don't want to slide into it, sis. Go ahead. Okay. Do your thing. <laughs> I don't want to just leave people hanging because a lot of times, like Lindsay said, I don't want to get like nailed to the cross. Like, guys, I'm not persecuting the church. That's not what's happening. It's just an evaluation. Um, but I think a lot of times in our singleness and everything, better ways to prepare, like Lindsay said, is to teach relationship, teach principles like biblical principles of relationship. Love your neighbor as yourself. Yeah, like that's 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 the thing. Like be slow to speak, quick to hear. Um, it's, it's a lot of things that are in the Bible, but we never apply them to relationships. We apply them to us listening to the pastor or us listening to the missionary or the deacon or um, us listening to someone who's over the head of auxiliary. But we don't teach relationship on an in, like on a peer level. How does that work? Like, how do we communicate with each other? And I tell people, look, you can put a ring on your finger um, and get married, but you're literally going to be the same woman you were before you walk down the aisle. You just gonna have a ring on your finger. Same person. Nothing's gonna change. It's not gonna be some magic pixie dust that falls on you after you get married. And then it's like, oh, you're married. So now you're gonna be so much more pleasant. If you were nice, nasty before, you're gonna be a nice, nasty wife. And and then it leads to the divorce rate. Like it, it's all gonna keep going back. Like you're you ever met people that are genuinely sweet? Like some women that are genuinely sweet, you watch how they interact with their husband and they're literally the same way. It's the same person, like all across the board. So it's like just relationship. Friendship is good, especially in the church among women. Sometimes that can be the most toxic type of relationships that we are taught. Again, crucify me. That's fine. I'm crucified with Christ. Amen. Um, so... It's some of the most toxic relationships sometimes. Um, we teach people, it's turn the other cheek. I will turn the other cheek, but when I come back around, I'm also going to tell you what my boundaries are. 
and I don't under this is disrespectful to me. And I need to be able to say that to you as my sister in Christ. That this is a problem. I don't like how you're talking to me. And this is what I heard you say. I hope you didn't mean it that way. But if you did, then we need to have a conversation. Then that would allow us to better articulate problems in our marriages. Like we'd be able to communicate efficiently and effectively in our marriages if we learn that. Again, I got married nine years ago. We rolling up on 10 in October. It's a little different. Like it's a little different. It's a different conversation. We had to learn on the fly a lot of things, how to talk. Um, but it was different. <laughs> it was different then. So we had to learn a lot. Like there were, and not to mention, I got married and got pregnant three months after I got married. So in my first year of marriage, my first anniversary, I was a mother already and a wife. Year one, literally, year one, okay? Wife and mother. <laughs> it was a lot. Um, so, and then it kind of matriculated all through that. We're just getting to the point. I'm like, my daughter's eight. She's becoming a little more self-sufficient. Then it's like, okay, now we can figure out who we are because a lot has happened. I got married when I was 24. I'm a parent, a mother. So that was where my focus was. Then it's like, wait, I got a whole husband. We, we got to do this too. Again, teach relationship and how to do that. And another thing um, to help with strategy, if you are single, one is surround yourself by people who have what you want. If you want to be married, y'all need to find a, a couple that you look up to, to have conversation with and have real conversation with. Talk to them about the nitty gritty of marriage. Um, we have a couple that, thank God, was has been with us from the time we were dating, courting, whatever you want to call it, up until now. Um, we can call them right now for dinner and say, hey, we, we're having some issues, like we need to talk through it and we need an unbiased opinion. We can go talk to them right now to this day. So that's the first thing. Surround yourself by people that have what you want. Um, and you know, as a single person, what you want, okay? You know what you want. Um, you are not um, incompetent as a single person. Some things work for you. Like you see marriages that you're like, because if my husband ever talked to me like that, that would be a problem. You know that. And, and you're not a problem mm -hmm. for saying that. Um, because sometimes when single people say things like that, it'll be like, oh, well, they just talk too much. Da, da, da. No, no. They just, your husband, my husband ain't going to talk to me like that because that just ain't going to work for me. Um, and that's okay. So knowing what you want and being able to vocalize that, um, two is giving them alternatives. One of the alternatives that I always say is we babysat kids when we were courting, when we were dating. It sounds crazy, but I'm going to tell you something. If you're doing something and you don't want nobody to know, don't be around a kid. Okay. If you want to be held accountable, Babysit somebody's kids because they sure going to hold you accountable. They sure going to be like, what you doing? Why y'all sitting so close? <laughs> Let me sit right in between y'all. Like that was it. Like, so we purposefully babysat young kids often. Like that was a lot of what our weekend, we were able to spend time with each other. I was able to see how he interacted with children. Cause that's another thing. Yeah, it's great that we're getting married and we're going to form a family, but I've never seen him interact with children before. 
So I don't even know how he's going to be as a father because I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. So that's put him in settings that are going to see, okay, I want to see how you interact with my little cousin because my little cousin is five. Is he going to be irritated? Because what's going to happen when we get married? He's going to be irritated with a five-year-old and I'm going to have to be the one that's going to have to deal with a five-year-old by myself. <laughs> so is it we need to like really do this and apply natural principles like Lindsay said relationship principles to marriage apply them before you get married and the last thing how to better prepare your single life um, talk about finances talk about finances because in speaking of divorce the number one reason for divorce is finances like it's finances we don't know how you spend I don't know how you spend. I don't know how you save. I don't know how you choose to, if we got $20 in the bank, are you going to spend $19.50? Or are you going to spend $10 and save the other $10? Like you, that, that's a conversation, but we don't talk about that stuff with our young people. So it's like, yeah, get married, get married, get married, get married, get married. But we haven't even talked to you about how to control a household financially. So then you're getting married. And again, we're running into issues as a married couple because we spend differently. Um, so yeah, those are like a couple of things. I'm like, yeah, spend time with kids, babysitting kids. They gonna call y'all. Y'all ain't gonna get by with nothing. Um, have conversations, communicate wisely, and then surround yourself with people that have what you want. And don't be afraid to speak out against what you don't want. Um, Cause y'all ain't out of line for that being single. Like you, you have a right to say what you prefer. Okay, I'm done for real. So being as though Alyssa spoke for all of us, do any <laughs> do any of y'all have anything to say? Because y'all know she right up my alley with that 1950 because I don't understand what you think we're going to get with 50 cents. So what y'all what y'all got to say? Go ahead, y'all. Go ahead. We can, I think that she said a mouthful. She said, she definitely said a lot. Um, but we have to less classes and teaching people like you know we joked about that 1950 and you know I praise God that that is not my circumstance um that is that is not not my circumstance there are some other things but my husband is a great saver um but there are people who you know you know we laugh and we joke but people will take their paycheck and they buy clothes and they don't pay their bills um and that's it it's it's reality and i think that educating us on not just looking the part um and truly financially spiritually relationship i think she brought out a great point when she's talking about setting boundaries you know people make they make themselves the victims when you set boundaries so they you don't allow people to hurt you and i think that if we teach healthy communication healthy financial things that we will all be much better off. Anybody else? No. Okay. Well, I definitely agree with everything she said. I, I think that she did. I mean, everything. There's really not that much to say. I guess like, y'all feel the same way. Um, I definitely agree on the whole 1950 thing. It sounds funny. Y'all know I'm sarcastic and like the joke, but I'm very serious. I think all those things are very important. Um, 
I mean, you might not agree, but I think credit is also important to discuss as well. Um, not that I don't think that you should be with someone whose score is not sufficient or to your liking, but somebody got to be able to buy a couch. So it's important to know, you know, those things and talk about those things up front so you know where you stand. Um, I think that's a lot of that's some stuff that we don't really talk about. Like, it's not to be rude or be heady or anything like that, but I think once you're getting serious, you need to know those things because you need to know where I stand and where you stand. Um, so that's also part of financial as well. Um, and you do need to know, like Alyssa said, how, <laughs> I'm an advocate for uh, when a man is in my life or potentially about to be in my life, I, I want you to be a man, but I want you to know that you're a man. I don't want you to, I don't want you to feel like you need to bark that all the time because my father didn't bark that. So I don't need a man who, who feels like you need to bark that all the time. I want you to be a man, know that you're a man, but I also want you to respect me. And like, I saw, I heard something one time, like I submit to my man and she was like my husband and not because I'm weak because I'm strong in my submission. And that thing stuck with me because I truly believe that if, like the word says, if he loves you like Christ loves the church, it's not going to be a problem for you to submit. And I think that's one of the things that we also lack teaching with in the church. We think that submit means fix my plate when I'm ready and blah, 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 blah. No, I feel like it's so much deeper than that. Um, and that thing stuck with me when she said that I'm strong in my submission. So for me, when it comes to finances and things, when let's say it's a joint account and there's an ample amount of money that you took out, I need you to respect me enough that you feel like you should at least ask me about not even ask, but at least tell me that you did it. So I don't see the receipt on the table. Like, so what's this? <laughs> you know, like what's this? And I'm so sarcastic that I'm just like, so what's this right here? What do we do today? You know, like what's Amen up? to like, that. You know, like, Amen to know, that. And, and I need, I want somebody that and I don't mind being open about it. I want someone who knows that he's a man that he's man enough to be like, yeah, I made this decision. My bad for not telling you this is what it's about. Yeah, I'm not saying that you have to come to me for your every move. I want you to make moves because that's what a man does. Because that's the type of father that I was raised by, you know. So it's just so much that needs to be taught. And I think it all starts by examples. Like Majol was saying, she has two parents. Not everybody has, you know, examples or, or what have you. But there's a lot that should be taught. But the, that finance is a big thing. Because like you said, if you research it, that is the number one cause of divorce. And it's like, why? Sometimes. But I know in the church, that one scripture, well, you're supposed to submit. And yeah, yeah. That's correct, but we don't know what submit, you know, really, really means. And I truly believe that if you love each other, like you say, that, you know what I mean? Like, so it's a lot. A hundred percent. Like, what, what, like, (laughs) what does that submission mean? I don't think I've ever heard anybody even teach, like, what does that submission mean or what does it look like? Because we just say submit. What what does that actually look like? Submit. My husband teaches this often. Um, and anyone, if anyone has seen my interactions with my husband, um, he is a gentle giant. That's the best way that I can put it. Um, it's exactly like you said. He is a man's man. If he said what he said, he said what he said. Okay. But he also not going to yell at me to say it. Okay. So <laughs> um, submission, to he always says submit means to simply come under. And that's it. And a lot of times people feel like submission means insubordination. And it's like, bruh, it's it's not like I'm I'm an imbecile compared to him. And I think the conversation of submission, people also don't realize how insulting they can be to a man when they say things like, oh, she's a mouthy one. 
you're gonna have to watch her blah blah first of all my husband i look at submission like he is my umbrella so i he is my umbrella but don't get it twisted he is an umbrella that is big enough to cover me like don't play with me uh and that's what submission is <laughs> like Yes, I might be the one that is the more vocal one. I might be, but don't don't get it twisted. I'm submissive enough. I'm under his umbrella and he's big enough to cover me. And I think sometimes people, submission got twisted in turn when people honestly started minding other people's business when it came to marriage. That That's really like genuinely, and I'm not even being shady when I'm saying that, but it's the truth. Like we, submission became an issue when it's like, oh, she's not submitted. If her husband thinks she's submitted, that's really all that matters because she has an obligation to submit to her husband, not to you, not to your standards, not to anything else. It's between her and her husband if she's submitted. As he submitted to God, she submits to him. It really doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. But because everybody started getting in everybody's business, then it was like, well, this is the standard for submission. Mind your business. Like th this has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with marriage and that goes back to the church not doing a proper job of talking about navigating through single life is it's been this shadow cast on submission that makes it seem like oh i don't want to be married because there's been sadly so many horrible examples of marriage in the church Ooh, you talking heavy like, <laughs> like it's horrible like yeah we've seen people who i don't know if y'all love each other Y'all operate in the church well, but I don't know if you love each other. So then you want me to get married. Am I getting married for love or is this a situationship? Because I'm not for that. But, but you got to be honest about that. It's cast that shadow submission. So now you got a woman that now single women who don't want to get married because submission is like this weird thing. So then it's like, I'm not getting married if you just going to talk to me any kind of way. This ain't that. Um, so I think in young marriages, I think we have the opportunity to shift the mindset of young people and to our peers, what marriage really looks like because we have the tools and we're not idiots. Like we know how to read the Bible too. So we can apply the Bible to our standards of holiness, like what that means. And that even applies to marriage. Like, I did have to go back to this one thing Lindsay said <laughs> earlier where she was like the transition between like being single and then going to marriage. Funniest thing ever happened on my wedding night. I will tell anybody this. I literally came home like we went, stayed at a hotel. Literally, I was dog tired. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I went to the hotel and went to sleep like hard. I mean, like slept hard. It was, it still didn't register to me that I was married and that something was supposed to happen. <laughs> no lie until like midnight. I'm, I'm not even going to play like it was, but I'm like, that just goes to show like that transition. It's not an automatic, like, oh, I'm getting married. Now. And we like to joke as, you know, to, oh, I've been waiting for this long. Oh, it's on the pop. It was not. Girl was just as awkward. Like, Let's let's but then those are conversations that I think we need to tell people. Like, this is really what my wedding night was. Like, it was awkward. 
but we don't talk about that. It's like, oh, I got married and all was on it. No, it wasn't. Okay, I'm done for real now. I'm for real. But she laughed, like, they're laughing because they know exactly what I mean. That's the truth. She gonna have to step off this flow because I mean she preaching. I'm laughing at Najol's face. Like, first of all, you be tired. You've been up since the crack of dawn. You got to greet everybody. You got to talk to everybody. You eat certain amount. I'm going to bed. Like, and don't nobody tell you like, oh, you mad? Cause I'm sleeping. Nobody tell you that. <laughs> That's what they don't tell you. And I think that man, you said so much that I can't even hear on everything. I'm not gonna say everything. But that Umbra submission, and I think that's what it is. Like, people think that submission is something where you bark orders, you know, but there is protection in submission. There is protection. Um, I've never heard it say Umbrella, but that is, <laughs> yo, <laughs> evangelist. <laughs> evangelist. <laughs> um. A covering but there is protection in submission and I think if people felt protected they wouldn't be so fearful to submit it's because we have those examples in the church that are projecting oh I'm gonna tell you what to do when I want you to do it Does anybody want to do that and you said something when you was like um I can't even think of it but what I want to say is be happy in real life like don't don't like don't do stuff because you see people doing it or you really unhappy or you just settling because everybody else around you is doing it um be happy be happy in real life um and i think that that is key i cannot it's baby but um, you all said some good stuff. I yeah, that's we do have to be um like Evangelist Gamble said, Dwayne. Yeah, we do um we do have to be open so that the future church does know. Like Alyssa was saying, we, it's just like anything else. Like we have to tell testimony so people can know what God has brought us through. We have to tell testimony so that they know. Like, hey, it ain't all that. Like, I don't know if he's watching, but Donnell. Donnell was talking about, he posted a status and it got like a lot of feedback about like how having unequally yoked marriages, you know, they don't tell you about the after effect. It was just funny because he was at the Christmas program and he was talking about it after service and then he posted a status and I just laughed because it was like all these comments and he was like part two and I was like, you just couldn't leave it alone, could you? But he was like, no, it's, it's serious. He said like, because I know because I've been through it. He was like, I'm divorced now and I've been through it. He was like, sin is, it, it feels great. But what the saints don't say is after the sin, what you have to deal with after. He was like, I'm, I'm now 45 years old and I'm still dealing with it. He was like, they don't tell you that. So we need to tell these things. Just as much as we say, God delivered me for paying my rent and my mortgage. We need to be like, oh, well, I also played with sin and got burnt. And now because of that five seconds, I now have A, B, C, D, E. You know, we just, we need to do, <laughs> we need to talk about these things. So I definitely agree. Um, do y'all have anything else to say? Because I think that we're going to pretty much end it here unless y'all have anything else that y'all have to add. I mean, Alyssa pretty, I don't know if she thought this was like an offering type of service or what, but she was on it tonight, y'all. Was that the last question? No offering. Um, I mean, no, there is like, one really more was. that I think we can hit on. Um, the only other thing that is kind of two in one, which is really like, what are some ways that 
as being single, you can kind of prepare yourself um, to for marriage. Um, and the other one was like, you know, what are challenges that are pre that present yourself that you that are presented to you in a single state? So if y'all could kind of answer those two within one, I, I'll go first. I mean, I always say just focus on you, like build. If you want a home, if you want to rent, if you want a car, if you want stocks, if you want, I don't even know what it is. Just do it. Like, don't, and that's, I'll speak for women because y'all know the church is like, <laughs> first, he that finds a wife finds a good thing. And I, I know my interpretation, excuse me, of the scripture is a little bit different than others, but whoso finds a wife finds a good thing, you know? So they'd be like, well, I'm just waiting for my husband. I'm like, so you're just sitting there on the pew or the third pew waiting for him to say, oh, will you marry me? So for me, mm -hmm. I'm just like, so don't just wait for somebody to come and just take you up off your feet and say, well, I got a five-bedroom home and I got a like, No, sis. Be about your business. If you want an entrepreneurship, if you want to invest, if you want to, I don't know, if you want to get your degree, if you want to do whatever you need to do, do it. While you are waiting, just do that. Like, focus. Try to build yourself because you sitting there waiting for somebody to come. What are you bringing to the table? I mean, you have a three-course meal. Are you bringing the rice or... Like you have to have something on your plate, you know? So, and I'm not saying that, please don't misunderstand me, anybody who's listening, because I'm not down downing anybody, but just focus on you because when he come, you come, y'all can build together. You could do whatever you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, just don't focus on, well, I want him to come and bring me. No, well, I'm not that type of female, but just, just don't do that. That's what I would say. Talk to some single ladies like them right here. They talk to you about the transition, you know, the chandelier transition. Talk to them about that, you know, like, what you should do, you know, all that. Just, you know, surround yourself with like people. I'm a huge advocate for that. You can't want to have a million dollars but still hanging with somebody who's only making 15000 a year. You got to be around like-minded people. Um, get involved. Just different things like that. And I'm going to let them go ahead and go. So what is the question that you're asking them to answer again. Oh, that's what y'all asked me. Okay, hold on. Y'all know I got my glasses on. I can still see a little bit. As you should. Have them on. If you like being blind. Right, here we go. Here's the one question. Have at it. You know what? While they're thinking about this, I'm going to go ahead and put this plug in there because I already plan to do it as well. I have somebody in the comments asking about Alyssa's shirt. So Alyssa is sold out. It's herself. been sold out for a minute. Oh, okay. So this is Alyssa's It's actually brand. back. It's restocked. It's back. <laughs> it's her own shirt. She has her own brand. She's an entrepreneur. She's a business owner. Y'all could go ahead. Alyssa can put her stuff in the comments. Because a lot of y'all, especially, I don't know if Bishop Earl Schofield, my boy, I don't know if you watch it now. But if you're not, I know you're going to go tomorrow and rewatch the whole thing and comment as you're watching. So <laughs> Alyssa can go back later and put her website down there, but y'all can go ahead and buy up her stuff. Uh, I know y'all, some of y'all faithful viewers, but that is her shirt. I have a comment down there about her shirt. So that's her website. I was going to put that plug in there anyway, but we'll do it now. While they're thinking about the question, Joe, I will go ahead and put that back up there for you because I see that you're asking. So, yeah. Burning. <laughs> go ahead, y'all. I mean, I think... Y'all got it. We also have another comment. Y'all can read that too, just in case y'all need to. Oh, that's good. That's good. Yes, I totally agree. Definitely. Um, yeah, but to answer the question, I think it's kind of what you were saying. Like, 
whatever it is that you want to, I guess, accomplish in life or whatever it is you feel like you need to do to get yourself together, not necessarily for a marriage, but just for your personal goals, do that. Do just that. Um, I think when we focus on, oh, I have to do this to be a wife and blah, 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 we get so caught up in that that it becomes like a whole persona (laughs) and you lose yourself in trying to become something that you haven't even reached yet and you're totally not even sure about it. And then you get there and then you have like this rule book and it's not a rule book. It's a whole life that you and your spouse are building that, you know, things are sometimes as it goes. Um, But if you're, I guess, thinking along the lines of, I want to be, um, I guess, a bride as, you know, Christ called the church to be the bride of Christ or whatever like that, then you would, I would say, align yourself with the scripture and not just saying, oh, I want to be a Proverbs 31 woman. No, it's 66 books. Align yourself with the scripture, <laughs> not just the one chapter, uh, because there's so much in there as was being said, you know, about being, you know, a friend, a wife, a companion, a, a confidant or whatever. Um, so it's not just related to that one, but like align yourself totally and truly living that life out. And someone's going to see like, man, you know, this young lady is such and such and such and whatever, I guess, check boxes. I don't know if guys do that, but they have, like, she marks it off for me and, you know, whatever. Um, and so I think that's the ultimate thing instead of trying to be like that one section, section, like make sure you're living it all out at all times. Um, I would say, as I said earlier, um, working on yourself prior to all of that. Um, and that takes Jesus um, and also a therapist, because a lot of these issues that you bring into your marriage, you kind of should have handled or you could have handled prior to that. So a lot of childhood traumas and all of these things that you now bring into your marriage <clears throat> that affects your marriage. And this is why divorces happen. Um, so. Again, just work on yourself, continue in prayer, and again, putting God first. Everything will fall into place in God's divine timing if you put him first. So, yeah. I think um, we touched on a lot of that earlier, but the main thing is knowing yourself. And I think that's where a lot of people go wrong um, because they don't really know what they want. So it's like, if I don't know what I want, if anything presents itself to me that looks desirable, I'm going to take it. But not knowing what you really want to do. I speak often about the fact that when Kendall and I were dating, a lot of our dating, because he's older than me, so a lot of our dating, he was in grad school for accounting. So he was like, I mean, we spent time together, but it was an established thing. Like, I have to go study or I have to do this. So our priorities were in line from the jump. So we had, okay, this is what I want to do. This is what you want to do. Okay, how can that merge together? What's the right timing for that? Um, When would it be more appropriate for you to go back to school or for me to do? Like, it was always, we were always big picture people. But I feel like if you don't know what you want, you're going to walk into a situation just because it looks desirable. And you're just going to be like, okay, yeah, that's it. Yep. He likes me. He looks okay. Um, He's nice looking. He's nice to me. He cares about me. He loves the Lord. 
okay, but have you talked about the fact that you don't want to be a stay-at-home wife? Like, have we talked about that? Because that can be a problem. He's like, not we. It's you're staying home, <laughs> and you're like, uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> They're going to daycare, <laughs> but that's a conversation that you have to have from the jump, like knowing what you want. My husband absolutely knows for a fact. I love my daughter with everything that I have. Being a stay-at-home mom, though, mm -mm. that wasn't it for me. Um, I was like, praise God, I will raise her and rear her in the ways of the Lord, but I want to go to work. Um, whether that's working for myself or working for someone else in a nine to five, like I want to work. That just wasn't my calling. But I feel like sometimes women don't know that. And then it's like, okay, well, I just understood that once our child is young, you know, you're going to put your life on hold for five years until they go to kindergarten. And you're like, no, that, that's, that wasn't my plan. But those are conversations that cause a lot of issues. She is cracking up, but I'm serious. Like it causes a lot of issues in women and early in marriage because you didn't talk about what you really wanted. Did you want to be a stay-at-home mom or do you want to be a working mom? Do you, how do you want to navigate that? Um, my husband knew from the jump, mm -mm, nah, that ain't for me. Um, I will be the best mom. I will be at all the dance recitals. I will make sure that she is a well-rounded child. But you talking about staying at home or like homeschooling my child? Mm -mm, that ain't it for me. Um, but to each his own. If you want to do that, that's great. But knowing that, knowing think those small things about yourself going into marriage will help you to better transition into marriage because he knows what he's getting into well before life starts happening and everything like that because it gets real like there was a space in our marriage where kendall tore his quad freak accident um literally he was going down the stairs this man has played football his entire life since he was like seven he was going down the steps of my parents house got to the last three steps tripped literally snapped his quad 98 percent tear um and i had to be a caregiver for four months it was supposed to be six weeks turned into four months but he knew like and of course because you can have all you want saved up all you want no one's prepared for 20 weeks of nothing like nobody's prepared for that I, we had we had the three months we were good but you talking about three but that's 12 weeks we had eight we had some weeks after that <laughs> to try to deal with but he knew from the jump because I'm a hustler, like I'm going to make sure we good. So it wasn't a worry with him, but it was like, all right, I know she got us. Like, even though I have us most of the time, but in this situation, my wife is going to hustle. Um, but he knew that from the jump. And I think those, like I said, those conversations are important in knowing what you want and who you are, not who you pretend to be. Not who everybody else thinks you are, but really who you are will determine it. And like, I think Ayana said, um, therapy, because I mean, if let's just be honest again, y'all don't crucify me. If you are black and you grew up in a church, chances are you probably need to go to therapy a little bit, probably just, just a little bit. I ain't saying that, you know, it was a horrible, it, it, you probably need to go to therapy because you need to talk to an unbiased person about the dynamics of how you grew up. That's just the reality of what therapy is. I see my therapist, shout out to her, hey Renee. Um, we, we talk, 
once a month at least um, just to have a conversation um, because there were a lot of things that our parents were figuring out from the point of being black and in the point of being in the church. It was just a lot to figure out. So I think that being honest about who you are will help because you know your husband or your wife will know what they're getting into. And I think that's a huge, huge conversation. That was so I like good. how she just stopped talking and put herself on mute, like dropped the mic, but okay. Right. Okay, I'm finished. <laughs> she need an offering, y'all. Um, that was so good. Hi, I think that... <laughs> Hold on a second, sorry. I think that was so good. <laughs> not oh, true. It's not funny, y'all. Uh, <laughs> that was... Yes, yes, yes. That was so good. Um, I think one thing that you said is knowing yourself. I think also allowing yourself grace um, to get through because that that same person that you are, say, at 23, 22, even at 30 and then at 40 is different. You know what I mean? So allowing yourself grace to know that you're going to change, you know what I mean? That there's going to be an evolution of who you are. And you know what I mean? Keep somebody to hold you accountable, even in that single season. I heard a podcast where a guy wrote down all his non-negotiables and he shared that with his, his, his inner circle of brothers because he wanted them to keep him up to the things he wanted on his list. Because, you know, sometimes when you feel like you pinching with time or you know, everybody else getting married, you tend to fold under pressure and you like, oh, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go with this because this is what's right here. And I don't think that that is what you should do. I think you should have people that hold you accountable because there's going to be somebody who's going to want you and do what you desire for them to do instead of you waiting and you're folding on something. There's a blessing in the wait. So keep people around you that keep you accountable to what you want and not just what you told to want because everybody, it seems like their <laughs> single season is coming to an end. Um, have people around you to keep you accountable. Oh, I got to jump back into his comment. Absolutely. Go ahead. Absolutely. Go ahead. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, yeah, we wouldn't need therapy. Like, we wouldn't need it, but I guess to my, to further my point, I was definitely agreeing with you in that because my reasoning for saying that we need therapy is because some of these issues haven't been dealt with. Um, so now that we're here, we got to go through therapy to make sure that the next generation doesn't have to need therapy just for the simple fact of growing up in a black church. Cause they, they, they shouldn't have to, it shouldn't have to be this, long complicated thing and again let me be very clear i'm not talking about like oh um the church i grew up in was so bad because if anybody sees this don't play with me that ain't it um <laughs> that's not it um but there are some things some of us that need to have a therapist to talk this stuff through um that we couldn't necessarily do it um for me even because i i mean y'all know i'm pretty transparent i don't really care but for me it was that staple of uh Albany oh, can probably attest to this. Being a pastor's kid, we found ourselves being friends to many, but not, have, not having a lot of people that were friends to us. So that's traumatic. <laughs> that is traumatic, especially as an adult trying to work through that dynamic. It's a lot. 
So I think that's what like it's simple things like that of just growing up in the church and being a PK. You you gotta navigate through all of that because it's no you're everybody's friend because you're the pastor's kid. You're nice to everybody. You gotta join in. You got and it's like wait, wait and to just quickly pivot, not cut her off. On top of that, you have to share your parents with everybody else. Everybody. Continue, sis. (laughs) Yes, but that again, that is something that you have to work through, but us bringing these conversations to the table as adults will help it so that, you know, my daughter is a PK, like she's a preacher's kid, but it's certain things that I'm like, nah, it's not really going to do that. Even as far as I understand the platform that Sanctify has, I understand that it is ministry. I understand all of that, but there is a certain level of my child that the world will never see. Like y'all see what I want y'all to see. Cause that's still my kid. Like I'm not putting her out just to be, oh, well, Grayson, Grayson used the potty today. No, ain't nobody know that about Grayson. Cause no, we're potty training. No, you didn't know that unless you were in my circle, but it's simple things like that. Like not putting our children out there, but it's, it's a lot of things. But yes, if we talk about these hidden issues, we'd have healthier marriages and ultimately healthier families. And that is the ultimate goal. I believe that God ordained for the church because why would he and then healthier churches, healthier churches? Because I'm like, why in the world would he use marriage as the the parable, per se, of the church if it wasn't supposed to be like this bomb thing? (laughs) So I feel like that's also why marriages are under attack, because it is the one example, literal, the example that we have to see. So, of course, the enemy's going to attack marriages and he's going to make sure that everything that we do um, is everything that marriages are working for, that they're doing. He's going to make sure that we all jacked up so that we get married and have horrible marriages. So nobody wants to get married. So nobody wants to be in covenant. So then we don't understand covenant with people. And then we don't you preach a heavy. <laughs> and then we don't understand covenant with God. So then it's hard for us to understand salvation. Like what that means to give up yourself to someone else. Like we don't understand that because it's been this crazy complex of like what what is happening with marriage. So yeah, definitely we got to deal with those hidden issues so that when we do come back and we're talking about marriage and we're talking about God, you believe the God that I serve. And it's not that See, I'm going to see about to tap in somewhere else because we talk about a lot of our generation hating church and they don't really hate church. They just hate the God that we show them. And that's just the reality of it. So they they that's the only knowledge that they have of who God is, is based on what we show them. And what we show them is not what they want. So they like, I don't want that. So I hate now I hate God and I hate church. Like, so yeah. Okay, I'm done. Cause you said I just be mute and stuff. I'm done. What was the question again? Sorry, <laughs> I froze. <laughs> if I'm being truthfully honest, I listened and said so much, I actually forgot the original question. <laughs> Cause I had something, but yeah. Well, just go ahead. Do you have anything? I mean, no, all I was going to say was I the part, one of the parts that stuck out, because a lot stuck out, but one of the parts oh, that right. stuck out was who um, you were saying, like, knowing yourself. And, I mean, even, like, getting to know whoever it is you're maybe possibly looking towards being your spouse, because it's like somebody said, 
people i was actually i think i was talking to albany about this the other day and i was saying like people the i don't know if it's these days or maybe it was always happening whatever but it's like they find like three good qualities okay let's go down the aisle and it's just like you don't even know this person like you know them few qualities or whatever and you don't truly know them and sometimes people look at it as look at those small things as nitpicking but it really isn't because those small things matter they add up <laughs> to much bigger things and it's so important to know about someone that you're looking at as a potential mate or whatever like that um and i just think that's one thing that's really paramount because people are rushing down the aisle and then, I mean, like we were talking about, that divorce rate starts to skyrocket because we're so giddy and infatuated. We're not really thinking about what we're doing. The covenant that marriage is, it's not serious to people no more. Um, it's just another thing to do. And then all these other issues come up because there's that on top of the ill-preparedness that's there. You know, it's just a whole snowball of things. But yeah, that's all I want to say. Is there anyone else? No, y'all just can't hear you, sis. Y'all so oh, good. There you go. Y'all talking so good tonight. I'm trying to. I'm not trying to. I do need an offering, but the Lord gonna pray you. I can't pay you, but the Lord gonna pay you for your faithfulness. Um, of just how y'all said is get to know people, open that line of communication, and be willing to hear. And might I add, be willing to walk away. It is better to be single and satisfied than to be married and miserable. It's okay that that person may not be your person. You know what I mean? That's what courting is, to find out if that is your person. So don't let anybody rush you. You know what I mean? We living in a, in a generation in which that, I think Alyssa said it a while back, is that the pinnacle was to get married. And you, the pinnacle was to have kids. And if people do it differently, that's okay. You know what I mean? you know, um, hear from God, have an ear to hear what the spirit is saying to the church and what that is for you. Don't try to do it for nobody else. Don't try to do it for Tom, Dick or Harry. And the, the greatest thing is that your marriage is not their marriage. You know what I mean? What works for Tom and Jill may not work for Lindsay Renardo or may not work for Alyssa. And I can't think of her husband's name. But I'm just saying it's okay. You know what I mean? It's okay to, um, for things to be things to be different and 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 you know you mean mark as Najol said it i don't think i ever heard nobody say it like that it's 66 books find one that helps and one that works for you you don't have to be the proverbs 31 woman they had a roof and it did roof got her boaz and she still got her husband <laughs> you do not have to be the proverbs 31 woman just hold out for what god has for you and let him bless you Y'all are preaching on tonight. Do we have any other last comments, words, announcements? There's refreshments in the back after service. Do we have anything else? All right. Well, nothing else. Um, again, I just wanted to give, put this quick plug in there. We did have one comment in regards to Alyssa's shirt. Alyssa is a successful entrepreneur as well as a business owner. Um with that Jesus do be Jesus and shirt that she has on. So if y'all want to go check her out, I see that some of y'all are still watching. And again, we do have some people that go, oh, okay, thank you. Um, some people that do go and uh, listen afterwards. Um, so it is a Saint the Fly brand. I did spell that right. Yes. Saintthefly.brand.com. So go check her out. I'm sure it's the new year. So I'm sure she'll be putting new things up there. Um, so just go ahead and check her out and buy her out. 
y'all. Um, oh, I'm sorry. Lindsay. Oh, Lindsay got the book. Out there. <laughs> Are you excited? Go ahead. Go ahead. It was, it was blurry. Go ahead. Try it again. Focus it. Are you, you want to yes, try it again? Thank you. Yes. The planner. Get one. <laughs> Get yeah. yourself a planner. Get yourself somebody a planner. like Lindsay needs a planner because you can tell her seven o'clock and she will still ask multiple times with time and still be late. So that's a great investment for her. You know, it's um, nice. Don't even feel bad because I I'll- got three kids. <laughs> I knew it was seven o'clock. <laughs> so go ahead and check out her stuff, y'all. Um, we do want to thank y'all for joining us tonight. Uh, it was a great, great discussion. I did not envision it going this well, but we knew Alyssa would be a great fit for this topic. So again, hopefully we'll be coming more frequently, but you know, people try to use their kids and like they do marriages and stuff in their jobs. Now for excuses. We've been trying to come hopefully a little bit more frequently with y'all with some other guests and some other topics. But we do pray that you were blessed and you got something from it. Remember that it's okay to be single and don't let nobody rush you you know know what you're looking for and if you don't know what you're looking for you know um take some time and figure out what that is and don't settle um as the older people my mom used to say it's plenty of fish in the sea and that's for men and women you know so just concentrate on you and let god do the rest um i pray that you all be blessed and have a great great night